0: Welcome. You've turned into Rockstar Millennial Spotlight featuring Katherine Spitznagel, professional coach, speaker, and author of the book, Rockstar Millennials, Developing the Next Generation of Leaders. On this show, we'll feature millennials who represent this high-energy, creative, and entrepreneurial generation, and spotlight Rockstar Millennials who are living their purpose, helping others, and making a difference right where they are. Please join me in welcoming our host, Katherine Spitznagel.
1: Welcome to Rockstar Millennial Podcast. And today we are so excited to have with us a special guest, Leanne Corson. Welcome, Leanne. Hi, thank you for having me today. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. You have such a great story.
0: I have four children, four beautiful children. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a husband, and I really just enjoy my life right now. Um, I'm in a season of beauty i guess and i don't mean me personally but my life
1: (laughs) and Um, you too it's all beautiful yeah
0: Yeah. um it took me a long time to get here Mm -hmm. um and i'll just start a little bit at the beginning um i had a wonderful childhood i'm one of six siblings um my parents were beautiful people um my dad died in a hunting accident when i was 12 and so from the time i was 14 to the time I was 24, I, I suffered from um, substance use disorder or addiction, whichever you want to call it. Mm-hmm.
1: It was hard. That was a, a hard season. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But look what you've done uh, with that season and with that learning. So tell everyone about what you do yeah. now. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So I am the system of care coordinator for Bridgeways West Central Illinois ROSC. So that's Youth for Recovery Oriented System of Care. Um, we help people that suffer from addiction. We help them find treatment and sustain recovery. So wherever they're at in their journey, if they need detox and patient treatment, support groups, whatever they need, we help them find it.
1: Mm-hmm. And you do such amazing work uh, with the individuals and you have such credibility because you've been there. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah, you're such a success story. that, And you can say, yeah, I I get where you are because I've been there too for, what, 10 years? It was hard, a hard journey. And look at me now, married, four children, you know, just a beautiful life. And you have such a positive spirit. Um, Thank you. You just exude that positivity and and peace. I think when people are around you, they feel that inner peace that you have and you just, you share that.
0: Thank you. And I will say the other part of my job is ending stigma. So I'm a recovery speaker, a recovery advocate. I just got done at a speaking engagement today. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have to educate our community because addiction is a disease. It is not a moral failing. I was a little kid. I never grew up. I never was a little, was like, I want to grow up and be addicted to drugs and alcohol right? I was a cheerleader. I was on student council. I played volleyball, like all the things. Mm -hmm. And I went to Sunday school. My parents did a really good job raising me. I experienced trauma Mm -hmm. and I didn't Mm -hmm. have any healthy coping mechanisms. I didn't want my life to go the way that it did. But then I got so deep in that hole that I didn't know how to get out. Right. You know, so now I enjoy helping people out of that dark space.
1: Mm -hmm. And you have all those skills. And um, when you talk about it, it's in such a logical way that you say, you know, th- th- this is about having skills and it makes it, it makes it okay because there's no judgment from you. It's like, you know, this is where this person is, this season in their life. And there may be a good solid reason like yours, how you got there. Sometimes there isn't. Sometimes it's just an evolution. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you're so welcoming with folks, and um and going out and speaking is is critical, and I yes. know that maybe wasn't your first choice either, but it's so important, and so yeah, yeah proud of you for doing that too. That's yeah big big part of what you do. Yes so how did you get started? Tell us how you you made that transition because that was a big one. yeah,
0: so um. After 10 years, I was just done. I couldn't, I just couldn't live this way anymore. I was so tired of the way that I was living. And it was after I have experienced homelessness. I have tried to take my own life. I mean, the road was dark. I just mm-hmm. didn't want to be here anymore. So I had to, I had to find a way out. Mm-hmm. And finally, I just surrendered and I went to treatment. And when I went to treatment, It was the turning point. So I'd been to treatment twice before, but this last time something was different. I was ready to change. I was willing to listen to what my counselors and other people had told me to do. And I had never been at that place before. So I listened to the guidance of others. I went into sober living. I got a job and I rebuilt my life from ground up. Mm -hmm. It wasn't easy at all, but I had the motivation this time. Mm
1: -hmm. And you did the work yeah and I think that's so critical. and the other important thing that that you said is the timing. yeah, um, and I think that's also even though it was very hard for you it's it's reassuring for others to hear that I did it twice before, and it didn't take. yeah, and I just I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready yeah. to make the change. I wasn't ready to do the work, and the third time you yeah. were, especially. When you'd experienced, you know, trying to take your own life at that point, that's a rude awakening where you think, yeah, this is not good, not in a good space. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then over the last eight and a half years, it's been nothing but personal growth. Mm -hmm. Because once my soul, once I, I went into treatment, I healed my soul. That's Mm -hmm. what I, I experienced healing. Mm -hmm. And once I experienced that healing, I turned that pain into my passion and my purpose. Yes. So um, I don't, the past is really icky. I don't like it a lot. It was not fun. It was terrible, but I have personal experience that a lot of people don't have. Mm-hmm. And I love to put that experience into action. So I will love you until you love yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let me Aww. hold your hand through your treatment process. You are not alone. People in substance use disorder sometimes have burnt all their bridges, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So let me hold your hand. Let me help you rebuild these bridges. I'm not going to do it for you, but I can teach you how.
1: Mm-hmm. Give me the and, uh,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. So in the way I, I literally stumble and fall into all my opportunities, it's really weird <laughs> that it works that way. But um, a few years ago, I went to school and I got my life coaching certificate. So... <laughs> I specialize in recovery life coaching, Mm -hmm. Um, and I sat on this council of agencies, community members that that specialize in helping people with substance use disorder, Mm -hmm. and I sat on this council for a few months, and I get a call from Bridgeway, the lead agency, and they were like, we want you to apply for this position, so now I've been put in a position where I get paid for my life experience.
1: Yes, and you're very good at it thank and, you uh, yes appreciate that and and, uh, and you and i've had this talk too i don't think you stumbled in any of these things i think this was you <laughs> know, divine intervention put you on a path mm-hmm. and connected you with the people that you're you're supposed to connect with and yeah. um both to for your growth path and then for all these people that you're helping so yeah so tell us and we're, go ahead we're
0: pretty successful we, be, since May, we have taken 32 people to inpatient treatment or detox.
1: Which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So 32 lives. Yes. Yeah. That you've changed. Yeah. Good. Good on you. Thank you. So tell me, how, how are you managing all of this? For little children that you adore, you still say, you know, being a mom is the best part of life. Yes. And, you know, wonderful husband, but that's a rich, full life. And this work that is very rewarding, but it's also very stressful and very emotional and has yes. to take you back sometimes to you've gotta go back to some of those dark places to help someone else. So how do you how do you manage all that?
0: So I'm very schedule oriented.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have to be, when I first took this position, I did really struggle with balance, like life work balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, But I have mentors and I have people that I still work with where I'm at in my life. And I reached out and I really worked on and set boundaries for myself. I have to have boundaries for my work. And I'm not, I don't do this alone. I do it with a team of people. So we tag in and out. Mm -hmm. And I have to take care of myself. Self-care falls so high on my priority list because if I don't take care of me, I can't take care of my children. I can't take care of the people that I work with, so taking care of me is super important. I'm a very spiritual person. Mm -hmm. Um, I have like meditation and prayer and things that I have to do, and um, because I truly believe there's something larger than me guiding me. Yes, and so I do my best to stay in contact with that. and then as for my children, I make sure that the time that I spend with my children is quality time. Mm-hmm. So, right now, my adventure I'm on right now is JFL football cheerleading coaching. <laughs> um, and I have a little squad of five and seven-year-olds. And it's the cutest thing I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> and I'm going to be at all the practices anyway. So, why not coach? Good I did you. cheerleading my whole life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So, between... The work that I do during the day that is sometimes hard and stressful, mm-hmm. but also watching people recover is beautiful. Um, each day is different, but then I get to go to cheerleading <laughs> and it's just like a light goes on inside my soul. If I didn't do what I do with people in addiction, I would work with kids yeah. because I love working with kids. Um, I mm-hmm. also coach tumbling at the YMCA. Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure that for every dark experience in, that I have in my life, I have a light experience that balances that out. Mm-hmm. And, and family dinner is a requirement. At least yes. three times a week, my family gets together, all six of us. We sit down and we eat dinner together. During the summertime, it's more, but right now we're we're in it. We're in the thick of fall sports.
1: Yeah, and so that's that's consuming, yeah. But I love that you make time for that and you set boundaries. And um, then is it Thursday night that you get a um, a little time to yourself? Oh, yeah. So my self care. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Thursday nights I take a hot bubble bath and I lock the bathroom door and my husband takes care of the kids and I really set down some time for myself too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I try to get a pedicure like regular on a regular basis and I normally have my nails done but I don't right now um but yeah I always try to make sure you know and even like just waking up and putting on my makeup and doing my hair and because I feel like when I feel good my day is gonna be good right you know right um so just taking care of selves
1: well and I love that you know that 20 minutes and you said that's what it is. It's 20 minutes on a Thursday yep. night, and everybody knows it, and your husband takes the kids. It's 20 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, but that is so vital to you. And it's once a week, and there's yeah. no, no big ex- expense there, you know. <laughs> well, but that is such, a, such an important part, all of these little things that you do uh, for self-care, which is yes. wonderful. Yes. So you've talked a lot about your purpose where we see that in you living your purpose and your passion. Um, Tell us about, well, you said uh, when you look at making a difference, 32 people have gone into recovery since May or gone into a program. Yes. Thanks to you. Yeah. You're out speaking. What, um, what's next for you?
0: Oh, I really am at a place where I'm just trusting my journey. Okay. Um, I try not to look too far forward because when I find myself looking too far forward, I'm not enjoying the moment. So um, over the last eight and a half years since I've been in recovery, just being in the right place at the right time, you know, mm-hmm. I really just, I know that as long as I'm loving life and enjoying life and doing my best to be the best version of myself my opportunities come when Mm -hmm. right on time right Right on time
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right when i'm ready to receive them is when they come in Mm -hmm. so um i did just recently get promoted so the job that i'm that i was previously doing as a ross coordinator which i still do part-time i now mentor everyone else in region three of the state of illinois in
1: that role and how many is that
0: uh, There's
1: seven. Seven, yeah. Yes. So that's going to be a lot. Good on you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank and you. Um, when you and I have talked before, one of the phrases or one of the things that you said that was so impactful to me was um, enjoying this beautiful moment. Yes. Yeah. This moment. You talked about, you know, living in the present. And, yes. And talk talk a little bit about that.
0: Absolutely. So... On this journey, on this ride, I have learned, like, right now, this very moment was perfectly created for you, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. it's divine timing. I have learned that if I just sit and soak in this very moment, every fear, every anxiety, everything just falls away, mm-hmm. you know? And I when I focus on that, the power of now, the power of being present in life, um, Is so important for me Mm -hmm. because I can get so caught up in the go, go, go and in helping this person, getting to this practice, doing that. When I'm stuck in that go, go, I'm not enjoying life. Mm -hmm. When I just sit down, take a deep breath and recenter and become present in this moment. And right now that that's with you Mm -hmm. being present right here with you. Everything's okay. Yeah. And I try to enjoy each moment like that,
1: you know? Mm -hmm. I love that, this beautiful moment. That will always stay with me about you. (laughs) So tell us, uh, what encouragement do you have for other millennials?
0: That is, I think, my biggest encouragement is enjoying this moment. Mm -hmm. Don't underestimate yourself. um, And don't, we are in a society that, is driven by this picture perfect. Mm-hmm. We take perfect pictures for social media.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: act like we are these perfect families. All the things, right? Right. It's okay if you need help, you know? Yes. It's okay to be in therapy. It's okay to have a life coach. It's okay if you, if you just go in the bathroom and cry. Like, it's okay to have feelings, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that... As we go along, and as we normalize mental health, and as we normalize treatment, um, I see us as a society getting much healthier, Mm -hmm. but we have to start talking about these things. Yes,
1: and that's why you're so important today. Thank you. I want my listeners to to hear you, to know you, um, to hear that peace in your voice and that serenity um, that is part of your life. And I would venture to say most mothers of four wouldn't say they have serenity in their life, and you do. You know? Yeah. Yes, and it comes from within. And you're just you're such a bright light. And so, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you do every day.
0: Good thank day. you, and thank you for thank you for having me on here. Absolutely. I really
1: appreciate it. Absolutely, Leanne. And thank you to our listeners. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Don't miss a podcast. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and rockstarmillennials.com. And until next time, talk soon. To share your thoughts about this episode, subscribe to future podcasts,
0: submit a discussion topic, or shine a light on a rockstar millennial in your world, contact Catherine Spitznagel at rockstarmillennials.com and click on Contact Us.